What is the best moving average setting? Which moving average should you take in your trading? This and much more is what we're going to cover in this week's Traders Improve podcast episode. So welcome back. My name is Rolf. I am your host. I'm also the co-founder of TradeSciety.com and Edgewonk.com. I've been trading for around 14 years and every Tuesday I release a new podcast episode here. And this week I picked the topic, what is best moving average setting? But we can then also translate this question to many other concepts in trading. What is the best time frame? What is the best indicator in general? And a few other things as well. So let's get into today's show. So the question, what is the best moving average setting comes up every time I do a YouTube live and even in my Forex mentoring group. And in my own trading, I use a 50 period SMA, just a regular moving average. And very often we discuss and other traders in our mentoring group bring up different moving average settings. They will throw in charts where they then say, hey, I saw that the 45, the 40, the 60, maybe even the 50 EMA instead of the SMA are also performing well at occasions. And why aren't we using them? And this is a very, very important point because a trader that is still doubting and playing around with different concepts is usually not trading at their best because there are often doubts floating around there's oft or it can often also lead to confidence um, issues this then often translates to system hopping where a trader isn't fully convinced that his moving average is the best so he's then switching around jumping between different moving averages and this introduces a lot of inconsistencies in your trading approach in general which in my opinion and in my experience is one of the things that you need to absolutely eliminate from your trading. You need to make sure you don't have any or as little inconsistencies as possible and switching and changing indicators, even just changing settings um, is a very, very big part of it. And I have been trading discretionary for 14 years, but also for a few years, I've dabbled in algorithmic trading and programming trading strategies and backtesting and just finding trading strategies with an algorithmic approach. And I learned a few very, very important lessons um, by coding and developing and looking or finding, trying to find rather trading strategies with an algo. For example, if you are using a moving average in your algorithmic trading strategy, you are trying to uh, backtest different combinations. Uh, but if you want to use a moving average, you're not going to test uh, 20 different strategies and do, in the first strategy you have a 20 period, the next one you have a 21, then 22, 23, 24 period up until 40 or 50 and then you're trying to find the single best moving average setting that way. What you do instead is that you go in in bigger steps. For example, you may start at a 10 period moving average and then you start uh, and then you continue with a 15 period and then a 20 period, then a 25, a 30 or maybe you even do steps in 10 and you're looking for the best moving average that performs best um, with, in, in such a manner. And why do you do that? You do that because you wanna find a moving average that performs reasonably well, but you don't wanna 
uh, cherry pick. For example, let's assume in your analysis, then you find, or in your backtest, you find that the 25 period moving average performs the best, but the 26 and the 24 are losing strategies. And this is then a strategy, even if the 25 period moving average has a superior and really amazing trading performance, you still wouldn't trade that because um, it feels more like a luck and like an outlier. And this is then um, algorithmic traders refer to that as very fragile uh, trading strategies and it's very um, curve fitted as well. If only the 25 works, but not the 24 and not the 26, it's more like a random coincidence. And you want to find robust trading strategies. You want to find a trading strategy that is robust, that is delivering a positive performance um, over weeks, over months, and is not that easy to break because the easier it is to break a trading strategy, um, the more problems you, you will have in, in your life trading. So instead you go in steps of five or you go in steps of 10, and then you look for uh, the best moving average or the best performer. And we can translate that um, knowledge and approach also to our discretionary trading. So if you are using the 50 period moving average, SMA, let's assume, you should be able to use the 50 EMA just as well. And you should also be able to use the 45 SMA or EMA. And you should also be able to use the 55 or even the 60 probably um, just as well. There shouldn't be a huge difference and you shouldn't worry too much about it um, at the same time. And this may sound strange to some people, but one of the most important things when it comes to choosing your indicator, your settings and your periods is not that you find something that works great all the time, because in reality, nothing works 100% in trading. And if you use, for example, the EMA and you compare to an SMA, um, maybe even the same period setting, what you will find out is sometimes the SMA will provide a cleaner analysis. Sometimes the EMA will provide a cleaner analysis. Sometimes the SMA will get you into a better trade where the EMA would have failed or the other way around. And a trader should focus on not trying to maximize um, performance based on the MA setting or EMA uh, choice, but rather a trader is usually much better off trying to master his way of dealing with the trading situations where the trades don't work out. So instead of obsessing about squeezing out um, or trying to perfect a, a trading system, trying to get it to 80, 90, 100% win rate, uh, which many traders try to do, they're just trying to avoid losses at all costs. A trader a long term is usually much better off trying to improve the way he deals with losses, which means taking a loss when your trading strategy tells you, taking a loss when your stop loss is hit and not widening a stop loss or not just jumping back in blindly and getting into revenge trading and not losing your head after a loss, but just remaining calm and patient and waiting for the next opportunity and applying the same risk management. And this is where you're going to see a much, much bigger improvement in your trading, trying to deal with losses in a more effective way and not obsessing about finding a better 
tool, finding a better period setting for your indicator that would have kept you out of a losing trade. That is uh, what many amateur traders do and they are chasing their own tail. And there is a very, I, I, um, I forget the source, but I read this, I think it was maybe from the hedge fund market wizards, one of the popular trading books. I'm sure some of you will have heard about the story as well. So they were analyzing the performance of the best hedge funds uh, of all times. And they were also analyzing the performance of the investors who invested into the hedge funds. And what they found was astounding. What they found was that even though the hedge funds were making money long term, the investors lost money on average. That is a, that's a mind-blowing finding. And what I found was that when a hedge fund was underperforming and not having a good period, then the investors would pull out their money as they were in a loss and move their money to the hedge fund that had the best performance historically or currently. And this is something that the investors would keep uh, keep repeating over and over again. If they had, if the fund that they are invested in currently is underperforming, they would pull out their money at a loss and move it into the hedge fund that has the best performance. And what I found is that the investors are really bad at timing that, and they would have been much much better off, and they were would have been able theoretically to turn their uh, losses into wins if they would have just stuck to their funds uh, for the long term. But those investors are always trying to minimize the losses and those uh, investors are also chasing their own tail. And again, there are periods where a hedge fund might underperform uh, because the strategy that the hedge fund is using may not work uh, perfectly well with the market conditions the market is currently in. But um, every market condition will usually end at one point and then it will transition into a new market period where the hedge fund may have a better chance of applying their strategy uh, effectively. But the investors, what they did, they were pulling out the money at the worst point in time. Um, usually what I have seen myself many times, the worst time to change a trading strategy is when you are in a big drawdown. What you should be instead doing, first of all, make sure that you are not breaking the rules. So you are not the problem here that is messing up the performance. So once you have um, checked that off and once you have made sure that you are doing everything correct, you are usually better off of sitting it out, sitting out your drawdown and waiting for the market to favor your trading strategy once again and then reap the rewards instead of what many traders do, either completely abandon their trading strategy or they look at their past five or 10 losing trades and they find out and try to find a random uh, trading indicator or a random rule that would have kept them out of their losing trades. But um, long term, this is not gonna work and you're just introducing, as I said, inconsistencies. So the message of this week's podcast should be quite liberating and should free up a lot of mental capital because it suggests that you shouldn't obsess about trying to tweak your indicator setting to uh, gain a few extra points on your win rate. Moritz said it so nicely um, in a blog post or in a seminar that we did. Um, many traders have a good trading system, but then they destroy it by trying to turn it into a perfect one. And you are much better off as a trader trying to deal with a good trading system, trying to maximize your winners, instead of trying to somehow force a perfect win rate, trying to somehow 
um, avoid all the losing trades, which will never work. We all know that. But uh, we still try it. We still believe that there is a holy grail and we still think we need to avoid losing trades. We don't need to avoid losing trades. We need to make sure that we can deal with losses in a good way. So then the winners, when they come around, they can take care of our account growth. So don't worry and don't stress about your indicator setting. Pick an indicator, stick to it for a year or two and really try to make it work work on taking losses in a good way and make sure that you maximize your winning trades. This is where you're going to see a much, much bigger impact on your bottom line as a trader instead of trying uh, different indicator settings and playing around with that.